Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Careful making wishes in the dark, dark, can't be so Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags. Back at you once again. Joined, as always, with... Daniel Garcia. Also joined with... Chris, the Curator Johnson. So we're all here for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. We're, we're trying this new... Uh, uh, visual uh, thing here. So hopefully it works out for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoy this moving forward. Again, there's going to be trials. There's going to be like a couple of things that we might mess up on, but bear with us. We're going to do our best. If you're listening to this on the audio side, obviously none of this matters because you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> but whatever. But it's good that we're all here and this is a, a good way for us to kind of incorporate new things. And if you're on the podcast and you want to see what we're talking about, um, the good news is there's three different ways to watch it, either on Facebook, um, obviously the Halo Haven Facebook, um, Twitter, the Halo underscore Haven Twitter, or um, the All Angels Podcast YouTube page, and you can watch it. They'll record it live, and then they'll rehab it later. So uh, quick before we go start, uh, quick shout out to Beer and Baseball because they are the guys that I uh, got this idea from. So yeah. um, just want to say what's up, guys, and, and this is – our maiden voyage, so hopefully uh, we look somewhat professional. <laughs> We're just trying to be like beer and baseball right there now. There you go. If if we can accomplish, because they do a great job, man. Yeah, if, if you if you yeah. watch them on on their on their page, it's it's awesome. They they it just they do it so well. Yeah, they make so, it smooth. So yeah, for real. So yeah, um, let, let's get into it. What do you want to start with? So obviously, some big news going on. Um, uh, I guess one of the first major thing that happened for the angels or any team for that matter is the non-tendering of players. And obviously you can see it right here. Uh, they had a handful of guys that came back, but also some players that didn't five to be exact. And those were Justin Anderson, Matt Andres, Keenan Middleton, uh, Chris's boy, Hobie Milner oh, no. and Hunter Robles. So out of those names, <laughs> any of them surprise you? Not my Hobie. Um, I don't know, man. I'm sad to see Hobie go. Um, Keenan kind of was a surprise, but not a surprise based off how vocal he was towards the end. You kind of felt like that was coming. I felt like there's still a lot of talent out there. And then Matt Andres saying um, I'm kind of partial to him. UCR alumni were uh, broadcasting in the city of Riverside. So uh, Riverside guy. Um, I thought I thought he was solid. He came in. Um, kind of is like a middle reliever and he he put in some good innings there and then Hansel Robles just wasn't connecting I think a lot of what he did was based off like that fan energy and without that without that he just wasn't the same dude yeah I, I could I could kind of agree with that because you know he's he seems like a guy who kind of <laughs> was one of those like feeds off the energy type right guys. exactly yeah. and then kind of pumps him up to throw a little harder yeah yeah he, yeah, he, he was a guy that he had such a good 2019 that you're hoping for 2020 for him to continue that kind of um closer role and that just never really happened for him never really was able to get on track was never really to able to get any kind of rhythm yeah um and so you kind of felt that he was going to be an odd man out uh when this non-tendered um deadline came through and obviously he was with everyone else, like we mentioned, um, Justin Anderson, Matt Andres, Keenan Milton, and Holmney Milner, and like we said, uh, Hansel Robles. So those are the guys that did not get tendered contracts. So Angels are still able to re-sign them if um, they want to. Obviously, probably at a different number. Um, we'll kind of wait and see with that. But the Angels were busy, and the first person up is Jose Iglesias, shortstop from Baltimore, 
Um, the Angels pretty much just gave up a, a couple minor league pitchers. Nothing really crazy. Nothing that was going to caught. That's going to hurt the team. I think long term right. or even short term for that matter. Um, for Jose Iglesias, how did you feel about that pickup, John? I, you know, when I when when I heard Jose Iglesias, I I, I don't remember him with the with the Orioles only because he was there last year and like you know obviously we didn't watch very many games that. You know, Orioles games. We didn't play the Orioles yeah. last year, so I don't remember seeing him. But I thought automatically, I'm like, is this a dude that was in Detroit? Because if it is, it's an all-star guy. that He was an all-star in Detroit. Good, solid little player. Uh, he's not going to be a guy that's going to drive in a lot of runs for you, but he's a guy that, from what I can remember in his days in Detroit, being a guy that can get on base, um, he can create a little havoc, does have a little bit of pop, but an all-around decent shortstop, you know, a guy who can – Definitely be serviceable there defensively. You're not going to get the same from him as he did with Simmons defensively, but I, I believe he's a really decent pickup. And, you know, I I just didn't see them going out and getting a Lindor or anything right, like that. Right, a trade like that. Right. right. So, and Iglesias is an upgrade from anybody that's not a Lindor or a, like, um, DJ LeMayhew where, you know, another middle infielder that I just don't think that they were going to get that. So. Right. He, I think, is a second tier kind of guy that it's better than than maybe you know going with Renhipo at second and, and Fletcher at short. Now you're able to put him at short, Fletcher, Fletcher at second. Yeah, so, so I like I like this pickup very much. I do. So for all intents and purposes, he is going to be the shortstop. For sure. Yeah. Going into next year, um, you know, he had kind of a career year with Baltimore in that short season. So mm-hmm. you kind of hope that it's not. Uh, a fluke that he's still able to produce that way. Um, we'll see what happens. But again, it looks like the Angels uh, found their shortstop. Uh, not probably not of the future, no, but, but as of right now, twenty twenty one for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, how you feel, have any feelings about the the trade, Chris? No, I think uh, what Perry Manassian has been saying a lot of is he's not only is he concerned with the talent, but he's concerned with the makeup of the guys. Like he's looking at their pedigree and who they are, their character and a lot. And he said a lot about Jose Iglesias um, and who he is as a player. Plus, a man, look at that average. Uh, led the major leagues in average last year. So, I mean, defensively, it's a little bit of a downgrade from Simmons. But offensively, I think it's an upgrade. So, I, I think it was kind of like a sneaky pickup. And um, I think it's going to work out. Yeah, so obviously they were not, not done after that. Another signing they or trade they did is bring in uh how do you say his first name? Uh Rizel. 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 Iglesias. Rizel. Rizel. Yeah. Iglesias. Igle- R. Iglesias. R. Right. And yeah. so now we, we they got two Iglesias and I think it's too much back to back days. Um but this guy's gonna fit in to be the closer. Um again from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh costum Noe Ramirez, or Costa Angels, I say Noe Ramirez, so um, kind of a one-for-one bullpen, but this guy's going to be more of a high-leverage guy than Noe I think ever really was expected to be or was ever put in that position. So um, definitely an upgrade there. Yeah, no doubt. I, I like Noe, but I like Noe as a long reliever, like a, a guy that can come in there and you know come in in the fourth and get you all the way to the seventh if you right. need him to be in. I think that Noe is an underrated guy. I really, I really did like Noe. I think he was put in a lot of situations where – you know, you got to go out there one more inning and then he got shelled, you know. So yeah. he got he was the I guess the uh, he got the short end of the stick when it came to that. So I think he pitched better than maybe what his numbers will show because um, he would go in there and shut teams down and, 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 and you know, situations where he had to pitch longer. Uh, but, yeah, a guy like this guy who has, you know, obviously had a, a great season last year with the Reds. I think his, his ERA was pretty low. I don't mm-hmm. have the numbers in front of me right now. Yeah, but. so right here, I pull it up. Um, last year, I mean, <coughs> ERA was 2. I believe it was 2.74. Right. Um, his strikeout per nine, though, that's the crazy part. It's over 12. Yeah. And when you're Everything. in that closure spot, the hit and miss, the swing and miss is um, very, very important. It right. looks like he can do it. And um, obviously that's something that they didn't have Um but you know, I, yeah. I I think it was a great pickup, and they didn't again. We, they didn't give up a lot. They gave up no way Ramirez, and what ended up being another minor league pitcher today. But again, that minor league pitcher was someone way down in the organizational um, prospect list. I think he was like twenty third or twenty four, somewhere around there. So right. a guy that who knows what he could have been, but he wasn't necessarily touted as a, as a can't miss guy. So that's right. good. And the Angels get a little money back too. 
with his contract. So that helps. Yeah, and then I a stat that I and then I don't know it like off the top of my head, but something I heard was that I think uh, this guy is on the of like the least blown saves in the last two three years, I believe, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the Angels were like number one in blown saves or something. So well, exactly, yeah. That's obviously if you remember right. last year, that was their huge thing is right. the fact that they blew a bunch of saves, and so <laughs> if they can solidify it, then that's great. So you pretty much in two days, the Angels uh, fill two roles: the short starting shortstop and what is presumed to be the closer. Right, and and looking at his uh, highlight reel, because you know, again. We don't watch. We didn't watch very many Reds games last year, but With? this guy still, still uh, Phil right. from what I see. Right. So, um, another guy here, and then he's locked up for at least another two years, I believe. Is, right, is exactly. So, so there you um, go. the the idea of of these relievers are going to be kind of you know you kind of hold your breath because when the when the like Hans Hansel Robles, he had a great year in two thousand nineteen. Right. So you kind of hope that this doesn't happen with the Angels again. But yeah. we'll see what happens. But, again, this helps that bullpen that, obviously, with all the guys they non-tender, they have um, have to fill. And this is a guy that can fill it. How do you feel about the pickup, Chris? It's not someone that was on on my radar. I don't know about you guys. It wasn't like someone like I was like, whoa, okay. But um, looking at the numbers, and, uh, I mean, when's the last time we had kind of a shutdown closer I mean, we had Houston Street for a couple of years. He had a, like one good year with the Angels, but we haven't had like a solidified closer for a while. So um, again, uh, I like I like the move. Um, he seems like like beer baseball block said he needs a change of scenery, and I mean, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, a lot of and you know a lot of these like under the radar moves are the ones that end up. You know, paying off for a lot of teams, you know. Yeah. Um, if you look at now, here I go, typical Angel fan, right? When you look at the 2002 team. Yeah, bring up the right? Oh, fans, fans since 2002. Yeah, they went out and they signed Aaron Seeley, who was like, in the previous five years, led the, led the majors in wins. And he didn't even pan out to be like anything on that team, really. Right. But then yeah. you you look at the at the deals that they made that were under the radar. They went and picked up a guy like Brad Former to DH, and he ended up hitting like 20 home runs that year and being like a solid part of that middle of that lineup. So yeah. under the radar signature or signings are, are, you know, a lot of people look at Iglesias here, our Iglesias, and go, oh, okay, well, he's got good numbers. Who knows, right? Right. But you never know. If this, pan- if this guy ends up saving 30, 40 games this year and, and, and shuts down the back end of that bullpen, dude, it's Manazian yeah. is a genius, right? Exactly. So it's one of the it's one of the the signings that have all the good things behind it. Like it's the right guy at the right time for the right price. Now right. you got to hope uh, he is able to produce once they do get on the field uh, this season. But if he does, again, that fills a big hole for the Angels that they had last year, and it just kind of always was there. And you're always when they brought in a closure was always worried last year. So <laughs> that was kind of so far the trades um for the angels no other big news right now you mean um, they you mean they you mean that they don't bauer's still out there bauer's still out there we'll get to him <laughs> in a little bit so after that officer after that obviously today was the rule five draft they picked up a player and we'll talk about him real quick because honestly between the three of us not a whole much not much is known um jose alberto rivera um yeah. is from the astros prospect or astro uh organization he got picked like i said from the rule five draft so for people that don't know the rule five draft it is um you pick a player that's not protected so like for instance um before uh like what a month ago the angels protected brandon marsh and chris rodriguez from getting selected in the rule five draft by putting him in on the 40-man roster Mm -hmm. so with that being said this guy was not protected and he got picked up by the angels um in that in that uh rule five draft he's already the 12th highest prospect in the Angels organization. Uh, he's going to have to be with the team for spring training, or at, at least for spring training. Um, if, if he can't breaks and he's not with the major league team, he's going to go back to the Astros. That's how the rule five draft works. So um, hard thrower, 102. Is, uh, he's reached that, but he sits pretty comfortably in the, in the mid to high 90s. Okay. Um, so again, that is something that the Angels could use in the bullpen, and that's kind of how it sounds like. The Astros were, were, from what I've read, is that they were kind of grooming him to be a starter, but right now, because he is so young, he might be one of those guys that can give you two innings, uh, maybe a third, uh, kind of in between. If, if he can get that velocity up and kind of 
use more of his velocity and go full out like a closer or like a, a bullpen guy, it would definitely help helps out with that uh, velocity. Yeah, for sure. He's a guy that can fill in for, you know, the departed, maybe Justin Anderson. Right. Or even Hansel Robles, who, you know, was a hard thrower coming out of the bullpen. Um, he could definitely be like kind of the back end kind of guy, seventh, eighth inning kind of guy if you need him to. Or if he can give you two innings, he's a guy you can bring in the sixth. Take you to right, exactly, so, yeah. Um, you never know with guys like this. Again, he's another guy like we've mentioned that he can be a Hansel Robles. We got him out of nowhere and he produces, and that's all you can ask for. Again, these kind of deals, these kind of little things that they do here, like can be lifesavers for a team. So you never know. Just give them, hey, when you throw 102, you, you're going to earn a spot somehow. Someone's going to look at you. So, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm kind of uh, interested to see where this guy, how this guy pans out for us. Yeah, like I said, he's going to earn a shot in spring training. He's going to obviously work out with the main team. And if it works out, great, because it's, 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 it's a cheap alternative to your bullpen for a guy that has super high velocity and was pre- and from what I understand was regarded as a pretty good prospect. Right. So um, that feels, again, another need the Angels have in that bullpen. Uh, Chris, do you have any thoughts about hey, John? Yeah, John. John, you remember like in the early 2000s when you're watching a game and a guy's throwing like 95 and then all of a sudden, like on the on the TV, there would be like a flame that would come up. A little heat meter. Yeah, like a heat meter, right? Ninety five, yeah. right? And now we're talking about one hundred and two, so it's kind of like forties yeah. to the new thirty. It's like one hundred two is like the new ninety five. It's crazy, right? So like a guy throwing one hundred two, exactly. we should talk about like yeah, Bob. One hundred, like, like you got to hit ninety nine. It's like okay, cool. That's not cool. A deal. Cool story, yeah, bro. Well, first of all, we hit ninety five, ninety six, and we thought he was a flamethrower. Yeah. Now it's like yeah, and then, and then we had Jordan. Yeah, bro, I got yeah. in my sleep. So yeah. Jordan yeah, Wall a, evolution yeah. of baseball right here in our like just in front of yeah. us. So yeah, like uh, Bob Feller stories about him like throwing a baseball against like a motorcycle trying to clock him. Like you know, it's just it's insane. So. And and we picked this guy up at like a rule five draft too, you know, so nuts. Yeah, so it's obviously it's not going to cost you nearly anything at all. So that is also a, a good sign for it. But um, so moving on from that, uh, this this comment came out earlier in the week um, from Perry Manasian, and I kind of want to know what you guys think. Uh, internal improvement. You can't go out and sign fifteen new arms and. 18 position players is not realistic. I mean, I think he hit every thing that I've been complaining about with a lot of our fans out there that, you know, want, it's not as easy to just go out and sign a pitcher, go sign a pitcher. Now go sign up an ace pitcher immediately. Just not, it's not going to happen. You know, it's unrealistic that you're going to go out there and pick up every single position and improve every single position. It's just not going to happen. So he's being 100% honest. I like the fact that he is telling it how it is. Like, dude, it's it. like, what do you want us to do? Like, sure, we've struggled and sure that we, you know, we know that we're struggling with the pitching. It's Pitching has been a problem. We know that. But you can't go out and get 15 new arms. That's just not going to happen. So you need to be able to uh, uh, bring in the right people that are going to help the organization, you know, uh, develop uh, better pitching down the line and, and, and then just work with what you have and then add little tweaks here and there. That's pretty much what how I took it. Yeah, me too. As far as like, you know, you can't go out and try to sign every top free agent or it's trade not for, realistic. For, for or sign the top free agent and then trade for like three or four guys afterwards and totally obliterate your farm system. Like you need some of that internal help. You need guys like Canning, right. you need guys like Berea, and you guys, those younger guys to step up year after year, and if they can develop, that's going to help your team, because not only are you getting production, but now you're getting production at a cheap level. Well, it's not, and it's not as easy as just trading this guy for that guy. Like, if you're going to trade somebody to another team, that team's going to want to have that player that you're offering, or it's going to want that need. Like, if a lot of, a lot of things, let's, let's say, for instance, um, the Angels, uh, a lot of fans are clamoring that they go, you know, trade for, let's say, Ian Snell, right? Blake Snell? Or Blake Snell, I'm sorry. Why keep seeing Ian? Ian? Blake. What? All right. We got this person and this person and this person. These are all great players in our minor league system, sure. But is Tampa looking to fill that need that the Angels, you know, the Angels are trying to give them, like, oh, do they need a 
Uh, do they need three outfielders? Like maybe they don't want that. It's not as easy as just just because these guys are good and have promise doesn't mean that team wants them too. It's not that easy. Yeah, and then base, beer baseball says you know people love spending other people's money, and it's always that simple. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. he has the money to do. It's like, well, he also has a business to run. Right, Artie. You know, it, it, regardless of kind of regardless of who uh, is the owner, he also is trying doing this to try to make money, and you try to make it. Uh, affordable, his terms affordable, however he sees it, and be produ- and be uh, uh, go out and have a competing team. So it'll be really interesting to see how this all works out. Um, but I guess, like you said, the main guy out there right now, Trevor Bauer, and he had this tweet up. It's a troll, bro. Had this tweet up, and you can see if you're watching again on our, uh, we're on Facebook, hey, uh, Twitter and uh, YouTube. YouTube. If you can see it, you can see the tweet I put up right now. It is. It says eleven fifty nine p.m. <laughs> our time, dude. It's like he waited to the last moment. What a! Troll. I mean, when you saw that and you saw the reaction people started getting from it, what did you? What did you think? I'll go. I'll ask you first, Johnny. I I didn't think anything. That's Trevor Bauer, bro. That's what he does. I, I'm not at all buying it. This guy loves the attention. He loves to trope it today. He sent out a, a picture of him in a Mets uniform and said, and he said, should I sign with the Mets? Bro, like already, he's been doing this for a while. This is the same guy that said he didn't want to sign a long-term deal. He wanted to sign a bunch of one-year contracts. Like, yeah. this, I don't, be, I don't believe one word that comes out of his mouth until I see something on the dotted line. I'm not going to buy into his trolling. Um, but Chris should know that, you know, I, I do like the trolling because I troll Chris on his eBay account. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Trevor's a troll, bro. He's a troll. <laughs> what did you think about it, Chris? Nah, it's, it's definitely a troll move. Um, as a Halo fan, yeah, you're excited. Just the thought that he's actually thinking about your team. He's up at 11.59. Like, seriously, he's just sitting there waiting. Like, I'm going to send this. I'm going to get them all excited. All those Halo honks are waiting. Freaking out, right? Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Um, is it a possibility that we get Bauer? Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. And what I like about Bauer, obviously his performance on the field, but I like his, uh, I like his personality. And that's what we need in a number one pitcher right now is someone to go out there and be a leader and talk that smack. We haven't had that for a long time. We haven't had that since like Weaver. I don't think we had anyone that went out there with that attitude and that arrogance and uh, that cockiness. And so that's needed on our team. We have, we've lost that. And though I like Trout and Albert and all those guys, they don't, I, they haven't really shown that, that, that edge a little bit. So it'd be cool to add them. And definitely I'd pay him a little bit more just for all his, you know, his social media stuff, his trolling of the Astros, his cleats, his cleat game is strong as heck. So yeah. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. 
Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. He's trolling us for sure. We bought it up. Well, the funny part is though he has this and then, um, I don't know, maybe it was like a week later, two weeks later, when the Angel fans were so pumped that he's coming, um, his his agent, which also happens to be his girlfriend, uh, <laughs> goes to the New York Post or New York Times, some team in New York and is like all about the Mets and how yeah. Trevor loves how what direction they're going and he could definitely be seeing himself there and it's just oh and then and then you know he can go in Anaheim he's he's local he loves he would love to go home he would love to play you know how that worked out last year with Cole right yeah exactly so yeah believe me there was a um, certain other you know sites or you know fan sites that you know, we're already saying that they knew that uh, he was coming to Anaheim and didn't it didn't happen. So, again, until it's signed on the dotted line, until, you know, we know for sure, I'm not going to get overly, you know, excited. Right. Like Chris said, is there a possibility? Uh, absolutely. But I'll, I'll, I'm not going to buy it. I, I'll just sit back and enjoy his his trolling. Yeah, exactly. So um, we are going to go to break real quick. And when we come back, it is going to be people's favorite uh, segment of the show. That's the Curators Chronicle. So we will be right back after this. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be able to get to the game this year, but you can still be in the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaches' props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today to use promo code ARMCHAIR. Again, it's promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of the, all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. You are in luck because Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle that makes for the perfect gift. Now, imagine opening an attractive box that says, your balls will thank you, with the most sought-after gadgets and scents a person could find. Included in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Look, guys, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt and body. That's a triple threat right there, guys. <laughs> it is. I mean, you can't go wrong. Balls, butt, and body. The dads can't stop talking about this, and the teens secretly buy this. Teens try to act like they're cool, but they buy this. All right? They buy it. Believe me. And women, <laughs> they will love you for it. Tis the season of Manscaped, so go get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. It's crucial that you maximize your ball hygiene routine, fellas. Get the Performance Package now. Receive their two free gifts the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. Get 20% off free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make your Santa proud. 
Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the world famous Curators Chronicles featuring me, Chris the Curator Johnson. Oh, I love talking about myself in third person. Isn't it great, people? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Um, what we do in this segment is we either talk about this day in Angels baseball history or we talk about uh, Angels baseball memorabilia, something that I'm very fond of. I know John's a big collector of Angels baseball memorabilia. A lot of the items I collect are stuff that I find out at the swap meet out in the wild. Um, sometimes I resort to sources like eBay, offer up things of that sort to fulfill my collection. Um, but today we're going to feature two items that are very scarce, very rare, um, very hard to come by. And if you have them in your collection, good, good for you because it took me a while to, uh, get these two ones. Uh, one of my favorite things about, uh, Angels baseball, um, or my favorite logos are the all-star game logos. So the Angels have hosted the all-star game three times in franchise history, 1967, 1989, and also in 2010. Um, as a child, I went to the 1989 Fan Fest. It was nothing like it was um, in 2010. It was very uh, simple. Uh, baseball is a different thing at that time. But today I featured two items that you could have got at the Fan Fest and I believe the Futures game. And they're very, very rare. So here we're going to show you if you're watching on any of our streaming networks. We see this guy. Here we go. This is the Rally Monkey mini figurine. This guy measures about one and a half inches tall. And this was only available to kids. Man, adults have collections too, people. But only the kids were given these things. Only 2,000 were given out. And mo I've heard stories that a lot of kids broke them on scene. Or they actually threw them in the trash can. Like Come once on. they left the fan fest. It took me about 10 years to get this guy. I actually got it from a student at the high school I teach at. I had to do a complicated trade and we actually traded on on site at school <laughs> <laughs> all right and then the is second there, item is there anything to be named later or no what's that yeah there's a there's a trade to be named later i think it was like a dodger bobblehead uh <laughs> and then we have this guy it's kind of hard here we go uh angel stadium uh model kind of diagram with the logo standing up i f i finally got this guy over covid but this is uh, also made by Forever Collectibles, and it was only available during that All-Star weekend, less than 2,000 made. So if you have those guys, uh, you're sitting pretty well. Very hard to come by. So nice. always always be on the lookout out there. Uh, John, uh, any uh, favorite All-Star game you memories? Guys go to one of those All-Star games? Yeah, I went to 89 and 2002. Yeah. 2010. Can, can I get in on this real quick? Yeah, get in on it, man. Okay. I've been waiting for you. Favorite, can you reach over and grab that? The All Star Game, uh, right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, there we go. Just a bag of Get peanuts. It. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Bag of unopened peanuts. Uh, the, there. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's, yeah. There hey, go. break them open, dude. So Eat this, it. Hey, prove it. These words have been sold at the nineteen eighty nine All Star Game, right here. Um, and like Chris said, like. 1989's All-Star Game, I was there. I was nine years, eight years old. I went with my brother and my dad, and I don't remember the hoopla of, of 2010. Like, there was so much more attention on it in 2010 than 1989. So, you know, it, it, it shows you that baseball has evolved so much, just not just the game, but the actual, like, event of baseball, and it's crazy, man, like – I, I just I just remember going to a, a game and in 2010 it was like an extravaganza really so yeah two different completely different experiences yeah I, that makes complete sense I mean even too now this last year was supposed to be in, in LA 
I was looking forward to possibly going to see like the futures game or possibly going to like a home run derby. But yeah, it's it's definitely blown up. It's like kind of like spring training where like oh, you yeah. talk about going, oh, yeah. you know, even like five, seven years oh, yeah, ago, it's yeah. totally different than what it is now. Well, yeah, we when we went this past more, yeah, this past March, yeah, dude, it, we were in the middle of COVID. We were shoulder to shoulder with people out there. Like that's five, so weird. Yeah, to think about it. five years before that, there's no way that th- that that grassy knoll was as full as it was when we were there. The grassy knoll, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you, Chris, and that was another edition of the Curators Chronicles. Let's go. So now some more news that kind of happened before we get to email. Um, bring this up real quick. There's a little shift in the minor league system. Oh, no. That came official um, a little while, uh, well, like two days ago. Um, but for people that like us that enjoy minor league baseball, um, there was a little bit of a uh, shift, not a crazy one, but still a pretty good one. Um, the top two levels stay the same as far as the B's are still the AAA, uh, and the trash pandas are still the double A. Where the mix up happened, or switch, I should say, is now that was it the Tri City, Tri City Dust, Dust Devils, Dust Devils, yeah, that are located up in Washington are now going to be the high A affiliate of the Angels. Um, and now the Cal League, as a result of that, the Cal League and obviously the Inland Empire 66ers um, kind of got bumped down a league and now are considered their, their A. Uh, the, the Tri-City is considered advanced, advanced A. a. Um, now the 66ers are going to be considered just A. So um, your thoughts? Well, according to some fans, zero talent. Uh, we're screwed. No, everyone has to pass through here. It just means we get these guys sooner than we yeah. normally would. Um, to me, I don't think it can change as much. Obviously, um, you know, teams will place who they want, where they want them, no matter if you're a star or not. Like, if you're not ready to move to the next level, you're going to stay at that other level. Um, and the guys run through the system. They go through the system for a reason. In an empire um, is a great place to watch a game. That's not going to change. Um it just it just means we're getting these top prospects sooner than we normally would, right? And you might not know who they are when they do come up because of that. But yeah. you know, the rehab starts are probably still going to be at Allen Empire because it's it's, it's it's more about the location than the level, right? Um, you know, the only thing you might miss in this kind of shuffle is that the top college draft pick. So, like, let's say for example, Reed Detmers this year, he probably isn't going to come to Sixty Sixers because he's probably going to do rookie ball in Arizona, right? Um, and then, too, on top of this, uh, the advanced rookie ball is no more. So, Orem's gone. Burlington's gone. But he'll still have the Arizona Angels right. for, like, the rookie. The rookie. Um, that's still there. But the next year, he probably will start in A, which would be now the Tri-City. Uh, with guys that are coming out of high school, like a... Um, uh, Joe Adele did right. and Mars, Kyron Paris. Kyron Paris. Those guys are still going to be working through Inland Empire at low way after, after and, um, the rookie season. And you never know too, like you say with Reed Detmers. Sure, yeah, he probably starts in Inland Empire, but you never know. With the Sixers being so close to Anaheim, they could say, you know, let's yeah. start him two games mm-hmm. so we send our you know team out there to go check them out or whatever. Uh, location is is a key here, guys. Like a lot, I know there was a lot of concern in our DMs about, oh, that means no rehab starts. And like Daniel pointed out, it's, it's more all about, about location. location. Yeah, guys, all they want them to do location, is location, location, location. Exactly. Get your yeah. workout in. Get your things picked. Get your five at bats. Whatever. Hey, my only concern yeah. is yeah. how many if they play yeah. in Seattle. Then yeah, they maybe yeah. they'll be at the and and it works out to where he's going to play one day and then maybe come back with the Angels. Yeah, and they're up in Seattle. Yeah. Maybe they might go to the Tri City, but for the most part, all their all their uh, doctors and physical therapists are going to be based out of Anaheim. So right. obviously, Inland Empire, right? Um, a makes, short makes more sense. You know, fifty minutes, an hour thirty if there's traffic um, is closer. So I think that's obviously going to be the easiest way for them to do rehab starts. But um, 
Uh, someone said on here, I highly doubt there will be a season. I think there will be a minor league season. I don't see how they won't. I don't see how they can develop players with two seasons of non-baseball. Yeah, I, I think this year was the only year where, they accept, where they, there was Because it happened so quick. Yeah. They had to make a decision right away, and, and, I, don't, and I think that and, was the easiest thing And to the do. fact that, you know, they were able to get games in with fans in Texas. Major League Baseball knows exactly what they're doing now, what, what they're up against and, and what they have to do. And like you said, there's no way they cannot have a minor league season again. Yeah. These guys need to develop and, you know – they have to have a place to go. You can't just have 40 guys go to an alternate camp when you have, you know, look at all these teams right here that you see on that screen. All these guys need to get their workouts in. They need to develop. So what are your thoughts on that, Chris? Uh, As far as as the minor league season, yeah, we're going to have one for sure. The vaccine's coming. Uh, We got to what, March, April. So we're good. Um, My only thoughts about the 66ers moving to the low A uh, designation is uh, the amount of games on the schedule. I feel like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to reduce our schedule as far as games. No, there's still long season. It's still long season? Because yeah, okay. there used to be short season. That was Orem. Yeah. That was Orem. That was Orem. Okay, so we're good. So we're still going to have about 130, 125, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, we're good then. We're good. I don't care. We're good. We'll be there, hopefully. Hey, and this is fun. I can see we, did, we didn't get eliminated, so that's all that matters. Lancaster, uh, Jethawks, and the Cal League got eliminated. So um, I feel for teams like that, you know, teams that where they just lost their team all together. So Ish. I think around 40 teams total um, aren't coming back or, or they're going to move to independent ball. Um and MLB is going to finance a little bit of MLB uh, that in those independent uh, leagues, I believe, and that's a good place where they're going to start working different rules and start right. working implementing different things and how they see out. how yeah exactly yeah. like a tryout. So, but yeah, um, what Justin said, I think there will be limited attendance if they have a season. That yeah, I can no see. Doubt. That there's I can no definitely doubt. see. Yeah. There's no doubt. Um, I think that there's they have to find a way that these minor league teams can uh, get income. As right. much income as they can. Because that's how they get their exactly. money. Exactly. Yeah. So if, if that means um, we're only selling 400 tickets, and it's easier to social distance people at a minor league game than that's it would a be Tuesday. a Let's be honest. Yeah, that's, unless they're, there's they're, a travel. They're, yeah. They've been social distancing before social <laughs> distancing was a thing, man. I've been to 66 yeah. or game where like there are maybe 90 uh, people there. So, yeah. yeah. It's like when the, the Marlins or the Rays. Oh, we've been social distancing, you know, since we, you know, the last ten years. Oakland. Yeah, exactly. Oakland. It, 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 I can see it happening, uh, but it's kind of like they already do. Uh, yeah. So what we're gonna do now? We're gonna go to emails, and again, you can reach us anytime on our emails at allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. And if you're watching our Live stream, you can see it uh, like right down as it goes goes by. So um, let's get to the first one, if I can push the button right. And this one is from our loyal listener, uh, Daryl Roberts. He says, hey, guys, um, I've been on several social medias, and I'm seeing a lot of Angel fans upset that we have yet picked up a top uh, top-of-the-line pitcher. Are you guys a bit surprised that nothing has been done yet? Have a great holiday season. Um, I well, no, because um, there's really no one out there at the, in the free agent market, you know, other, other than, than Trevor Bauer. Right, and we know what he's doing right now. And as far as trades, I talked about it when we were talking about the trades. Um, I you just it's not as easy. It's not just easy to go and trade this person, this person, this person to get that person. You got to fill other teams' needs and. Perry Manazian, I think it's taking his time, and I think the market <laughs> is pretty slow anyway. Right? I don't, I don't see much, much happening. I honestly, I think this offseason is going to be a lot different than other offseasons because the fact that you, we don't know yet if there is going to be fans in the stands right away, and that's going to affect a lot of payrolls in baseball. Yeah. So yeah, they're they wondering don't. if. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't want to commit okay. that money to something, you know, that they don't know. It's the unknown right now. So, like like uh, Daniel was saying, like you're not going to go drop a you know a couple hundred million on something if you're not going to have fans in the stands. So, 
Right. Yeah. No, right. There's no there's no rush. So we're going to extend, you know, yeah. something that may take place traditionally during the winter meetings is not going to happen and that's okay. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't think there's going to be a huge rush of free agents. I think, you know, if it doesn't happen within this week or next week, you'll see a big lull until like after New Year's obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm not surprised. Again, I'm not Bauer's the main guy, and and you kind of, from what I talk to people, the idea is that they're going to go after the, the non-tender guys first, kind of put out feelers there, here and there, and then go from there. But um, even non-tender guys, there's only been a handful really that have signed, and, and none that are really no uh, uh, of of note, like you know, big name guys. So um, this offseason, more than others, I think is going to be really slow. Um, we are kind of, you know, the Otani signing happened at this week in you know, angel history, same thing with the Albert and, and some other signings. And even um, Rendon last year signed, I think with the 13th or something around there. Right. So we are kind of getting into that signing period, but Bauer's a different dude. Like if, oh, he, he, if, no he, if he were, if he were to hold off until January 12th, like, or I'm no Janu- surprise I wouldn't be surprised. No. He's just a different dude. Um, and he doesn't, I don't think he seems to, to have the same, rush as maybe some other players do right but yeah i I definitely don't think it is a um a a huge uh huge rush to get players now like you know obviously it'd be different if guys are falling off the board right away and like well now we're left without anybody but you know uh bauer's still there and then the whole snail uh gray i'm trying and those all those trade rumors are still there so until like those dominoes really start falling i i, I don't see like you need to make a move right, right. away and yeah obviously they're all they're talking so um we'll see what happens uh i don't know about the maybe but we'll see what this one he says i see bauer being like garrett cole and slipping through between our fingers you just never know i don't you it, just it, never know it, who knows you can't slip between through someone's fingers if you never had him. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah exactly. Cause you don't know what, especially with Bauer, you don't know what he's doing. You don't know which way he's leaning because he's so, such a troll with everybody. Right. That, oh, he's a man. He's going to be an angel. He's going to be, he's, he'd rather go here. Like you just don't know. And there's just really no way of telling. The only way, the only way you can get a feel for that is like, uh, you know, we're angels fans. We're used to guys not coming over and signing with us. That's the only thing you can base it on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Not, not like literal, like, you know, right in front of you type of, uh, of uh, information. You don't have the information in front of you to know what Bauer is going to actually do. We'll see. Yeah. Again, he's talked to every fan base mm-hmm. on Twitter. He's talked to every, you know, so however angel fans are, are feeling, you know, it's great. They had the Bauer to Anaheim <laughs> hashtag uh, trending on Twitter not too long ago, which is great, which is pretty cool to see. But I, I just don't think that carries a lot of That's weight when, when it. it's like someone's like, yeah, I'm going to go there because they got this, trending on twitter right. I, don't, I don't know about that so our next email is from lamar washington uh, and it says he's you know, what's good fellas where do where does jam jones stand with y'all do you guys see him as a trade ship or has that ship sailed man that's a really good Ooh. question i was thinking about this the other day too because i think uh, you were arguing with somebody on the DMs, uh, Daniel. Slide into my DMs. Yeah. What up? Um, but any, anyway, Woo-hoo. I thought about this for a good while, and I'm like, you know what, Jam Jones, and and I like the guy. He's a great. He has. He's a great guy. We've met him. We've interviewed him a couple times for the show. He's a great guy. I think he's like Taylor Ward, where I think we could have. I think we missed our chance to flip him for something. We could have flipped him probably two years ago and got something really good. Um, but I think now, I think he's a. I don't. I, I wouldn't consider him like a top level prospect. Like, you know, there's guys in front of him now that the Angels could probably trade for better. You know, obviously you got guys like you know Jordan Adams has more upside right now. I think uh, guys like Jeremiah Jackson and Kyron Paris stuff like that. But Jam Jones to me isn't. I don't think he's a, a make or deal, make or break type guy in a, in a trade. Like, oh, a team's not going to say, well, if you don't throw Jam Jones in there, we're not going to trade him. Right. You know. Um, but I think I think he's a, he's going to be he's if if he stays on our team great he can be a guy that can add depth to the you know second baseman position and if he goes and he goes he can be he can also be that guy that the Angels add into a trade and say well we'll throw in Jam Jones but I right. don't think he's a difference maker no, and that that's exactly what I was thinking too is yeah. that 
He's never. He's not going to be. He's not going to be the guy now where he's the headliner. No, at least not Definitely for one not. of these. At least you know if you're talking like we kind of mentioned with the snail and trying it and, and whoever. Yeah, he's not going to be the, the, deal the headliner. Yeah, it's going to be like let's say for example, snail. It's going to be like Brandon Marsh and Jemai Jones for snail. Right. Like you know what right, I mean? Right, exactly. Unless unless it's like some kind of middle level guy, like middle level guy from right. middle level guy. Then yeah, he might be the main piece. But uh, you know I, when he's saying this question. I, I'm thinking he's he's talking about like the main uh, guy. Either like, way, either way. You know, you, you you bring up Taylor Ward. You know, I don't think Jam's at that level yet, just because he hasn't had a season in AAA yet to where he's like all of a sudden like killing the ball. Remember, Jam got yeah. brought up this year without a AAA year. You right. know what I mean? So right. if you're talking about the last time he played minor league baseball, like traditional minor league baseball, it was Double A. Right. So you know, like you mentioned with Taylor Ward, he was killing the ball in AAA, like mm-hmm. just. A top of you know team lead in this and right, that and right. and home runs RBIs. Jam hasn't had that season. Doesn't mean he can't. He just hasn't had it yet because right. he doesn't have the opportunity. Right. But I think as of right now, I think Jam is more likely going to be um, a side piece to a trade, um, uh, an incentive, a, a Joe Adele plus Jam Jones, right, to get there. And yeah. quick, and quick thing too, I don't know for for pod- podcast listeners or for um, we're watching right now, but. Uh, if you watch the uh, MTV The Challenge, uh, if you know Teresa on there, uh, she's actually married to her his uh, brother, which I thought was really weird. But that was that, that was for guys that watch it. If you don't watch it, then never mind. But I just thought that was funny. Also, real quick, like nice I anecdote. Think, that was awesome. Thank you. Also, real quick, I I think I think that Jam Jones doesn't sweeten the pot too in a in a trade. He's a throwing. He's a throwing for yeah. sure. And and I hate I hate the way it sounds terrible, but. He's a guy – he's like a guy that we picked up – what's his name? Barreto. He's like yeah. a Barreto-type guy where you picked him up because there's an upside there. But, again, he's not a guy that you're looking to trade for, and he's not sweetening the pot. So there's a lot. No, We've done a lot of DMs. Oh, yeah, he's a utility player at best right now. Exactly. So you and can throw him – like he can, he can play in the outfield too. So you throw him outfield – uh, second right. base, whatever it may be. So he, you know, he's versatile. So that's and he's athletic, but he's not. Yeah, you're right. He's not. He's not a you know premier trade package at all. Yeah, and like I said, and he's not gonna sweeten a pot. Like, oh well, since you added Jam Jones in there, for <laughs> sure we're gonna make the. Let's trade. do it. Let's get Syndergaard. <laughs> yeah. So. Shout out real quick. We got uh, Victor Gomez. Does did get uh, Johnny's hat. Yeah, he, yeah, he know. Well, he knows his stuff. If you guys, uh, well, I, was, I was trying to troll Johnny, and then Victor jumped on and said that's an old school LA Angels PCL hat. So yeah, see, he knows, he knows. Uh, Victor, if you guys are around the Inland Empire or like minor league baseball, check him out on uh, Instagram at San Bernardino. Was it San Bernardino Memories? Baseball Memories. Memories. Check him out yeah. on there. Um, very knowledgeable guy when it comes to uh, old time baseball. And here's a question real quick, too. And I guess it depends on what the trade is, but do you think we trade Joe Adele? I think he, I think that he's, I don't think anyone is untradeable on this team, you know, except for Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Um, but I think <laughs> if, if the, if the price is right, like let's say, for instance, it's somebody that, like us, I think a Snell, who, I think the Angels do it if they feel that they can, like you know, they, you know, they. It has to be a, a top line right. pitcher type. I think they they make the trade if they feel like that's going to put them over the top for sure. And I don't think anyone's untradeable. I just don't know who that guy is, you know, to tell you the truth. Um, and I don't think Adele himself makes the trade. Like I don't think Adele brings you. Just Adele brings you. Um, just say Jake Degrom or 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 yeah. Somebody like I don't that. even know if he's really on the market. No, but yeah, no, but, saying, but I understand what you're saying. That yeah. type of guy. I don't think Joe, just Joe Adele. It's going to take Joe Adele. It's going to take you know Jeremiah Jackson, Jordan Adams, and like somebody else. Like I don't know, Ren Hippo. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's going to take that much to get somebody that good. So the Angels are going if they're going to trade Adele, they're they're going to make sure that it's for somebody really good. No, I, I they're going to have to give up more than Adele. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. So. um yeah, so I mean, this is cool too. The, the you know, obviously, like we said, we are trying something different on our social media feeds. 
and we can pull up these questions that people are asking. So that's really like that's one. a lot of that's a lot of interaction. That's that's fun, and hopefully uh, we get more and more interaction as we do this more often. Again, this is our uh, our first time doing it, so okay. we work out the kinks and world and, premiere. Yeah, exactly. But it was it's it's fun. So now, kind of moving on, uh, we'll close it out pretty quickly here. But I wanted to bring up the Tyler Skaggs Foundation again. If you know. Um, our, our relationship with Tyler Skaggs Foundation, they're doing great things. And obviously, they have a toy drive at UCLA Children's Hospital. Um, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. And, uh, you know, we say it all the time. If you can afford um, to donate a little bit, then great. If not, no big deal. We understand there's tough times. But if you're looking to give to a charity this holiday season, um, they've always been good to us. We have a great relationship with Carly, and we've donated ourselves. And even, to you can even get um, – you know, I'm wearing uh, the Tyler Skaggs uh, hoodie uh, for people that can see it. And, um, you know, you can go out and get merchandise and all that stuff. But, again, uh, the Tyler Skaggs Foundation has been really good with us and really good, um, you know, talking and, and working it out. And we're just, again, trying to keep uh, Tyler's name involved in, in the community. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, check it, check it out. Buy yourself a shirt, a hoodie. And that, that goes to, you know, the Tyler Skaggs Foundation and if, if, you know, if you have that extra money, just donate money, you know, go help them out. It's for a good cause. It keeps Tyler's name alive in the community and it helps out the community. You know, they did that, that Thanksgiving thing where they, you know, fed a lot of families. So they're trying to constantly try to help the community. And, and again, like more than anything, just keep Tyler's name alive. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, again, we'll be plugging them until, until we're kicked off of here. Yeah. Um, again, Carly does a great job. Um, and Debbie, uh, as far as writing the foundation. So again, um, uh, thank them. Thank you to them, uh, for being such a big supporter of the all angels podcast and also halo Haven for, for a while now. So that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, um, there it is. Follow us on all our, our, our social medias, Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and and on Instagram and, of course, on our Facebook page as well. And then I guess something we're going to try to plug more, obviously, is our YouTube page because we, we we have some downloads on there, but we haven't been as active on our YouTube Yeah, page. I think that's the biggest thing is that once we get more active, maybe we'll get more uh, traction and stuff like that. And especially now with the season coming on, it, it, you know, that's a good way to put – um, get some eyes to not only us, but um, you know what we try to do here with Halo Haven and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, hopefully this turns into something where we can get like a, a video aspect to our audio interviews with with certain guys, like a, a um, Gooby, like a Rhett, like you know maybe some players we can reach out right. to and try to talk to. So, right. uh, definitely something exciting to, to look forward to and. Um, Again, if you are on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, um, help us spread the word and, and, and retweet it, share it. Um, you know, we're trying to get more Angel fans involved, you know, whether it be like a Q&A or anything like that. We really enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. So uh, g- give us a, a, a follow on any of these social media platforms. If you don't, if you're listening to us on the on the podcast side alone, you just that's all you do. Check out the audio. You might, you know, I, I think we look pretty good. Uh, you know, at least I do. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, check us out, <laughs> and then you know, look at Chris. We're rocking the old school Angels jerseys and stuff like that. Is it medium or what is it? Medium. Slow tight, man. What's the little gun? <laughs> old no, school no majestic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, but no doubt, man. Uh, yeah, give us, give us, uh, spread the word, and that's that's the way we that's the way we can kind of grow this together, you guys. And and you know, when the season starts, maybe you know, adding some, you know, obviously highlight clips and stuff like. Oh that, yeah, so. definitely. We got some plans for the season yeah. when it starts. Um, you know, like I said, having guests on this will put a whole different kind of spin to it, and we're definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, and uh, let's not forget Halo Grail. One day, um, we'll we'll finish getting recorded right chris yeah it's happening man I, i've already put it on my vision board oh so i've already i've already set it into motion that this uh documentary that john and i uh daniel's going to be a part of it we're working on it will happen um i'm not promising uh, the quality um but it will happen um and i was getting texts during our broadcast from uh, lifelong friends that uh Here's a here's a one of my what the best man in my wedding texted me during the pod during this podcast. Dang man, official! 
<laughs> Dang man official. Ryan Fezzenden, shout out. Uh, best man in my wedding, Angels fan. But yeah, he's uh, pretty impressed by the new platform. So well, hopefully uh, here we go. Other people as well because yeah. that's, we're trying. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Trying to take it to the next level. We'll see how it goes, but it's definitely something. Taking cool. Angels baseball to uh, fandom to the next level. That's what we're about. So that's the whole point. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up, man. We had a great time doing this. Hopefully we continue to get better and improve on this. And, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us today. I am Johnny Maggs. I am Don Garcia. I'm the curator. And you've listened to another edition of the all angels podcast.